Shifta Bayalizaba, the online school for creativity, powers this space. There is no future without female creators. Bienvenidas a Women at Work. Welcome to a new episode of Women at Work this April 2022. After a whole month of creative and inspiring female creators in March, this month we're only going to continue on our quest to make this design profession, this creativity landscape, a bit more feminist. And today at Women at Work by Hair, we have the pleasure to host an award-winning graphic designer with more than 20 years of experience, Ricciane Dalbello. Welcome to Women at Work. Hey, thank you so much for having me. How you doing? Nice you. How you doing in this <laughs> pandemic world, Rijani? Ooh, I survived. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah, yeah. I had the COVID, uh, the originals. So, and I survived. So, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That I mean, that was the the bad one. Let's say. <laughs> Um, Rejani, as we've said, uh, you are a renowned graphic designer and you've worked for top firms around the world and you are leading your own studio now and uh, you just published a book, by the way, I read, um, which is called Citizens First, Designers Second. I love the title and um, why do you think it's so important to make the creative people think like citizens come first and um, the professional comes second? Why would you choose that title? It doesn't come out, hopefully it doesn't come out that I'm trying to tell people how they should think. <laughs> I, the, the, point, the point of the book that you see my trajectory of my profession, it relies a lot on how I started. I come from Brazil and I did social work when I was 17. And at the same year that I started uh, University of Arts and that really crashed with my two worlds, mm -hmm. which is one world that was working on the weekends with uh, poor kids and, and in the slums and really difficult situations, impossible yeah. situations. And at the same time, art school, which is everything super positive and beautiful and yeah. about color and about creating something new. And these two worlds really... I, I started not knowing, you know, what is the most important, what is, am I doing wrong loving design, you know, but at the same time, same time, there's so much difficult problems in the world. Hmm. And, and then I started questioning and I questioned really early on, uh, what can I do with my skills? Yeah. In this case, graphic design to help others. Is there a way to do so? And that really That really took me where, why I'm in Europe, because I did a master's in mm -hmm. social design. I went, I went to Holland to do my master's in social design, and I did a project about recent homelessness and about mm -hmm. homelessness. I still keep my social work um, in parallel. So for me, it's part of my upbringing and my life yeah. that being a citizen, you cannot be a good designer without necessarily thinking that design is about society is is hmm. giving to the whole society you know we are actually the suppliers of everything we create everything from the product design yeah. to a surgeon to a brand that you buy in a supermarket and to the signage system in your in your streets that you yeah. get lost and uh, you can kill somebody if you don't do a good job so 
it's really important for us to understand that that need. And of course, different type of designer will have to be more aware of this, but um, it's more reflective of how I took my path than necessarily a, it's not at all a, a hands in nobody's face because who am I? I'm, I have no moral, um, yeah, um, royalty to do so. So, um, because like many times we've heard that design is a tool to create a better world and a better society, and it should be doing that um, or having like a kind of a social perspective to it. How would you think that that needs to happen? How what, what do you think design needs to focus on to to actually create some good and positive action or to lead other people to do so? Yeah, there is this rap of everybody saying hmm. there's a lot of slogans, right? I do social days, I do Yeah. I do I I've been in companies that had departments and saying they do things, but in truth I I'm not so Sure, I'm skeptical until I see somebody putting things in action. You know, mm -hmm. like I think we can only change ourselves and what we do. And I think, to be honest, we can only change the world if everybody would do their job like empathetic as much and as as best as much. Because little things, like you go, you go to the pharmacist, you are you are with pain. Yeah, and ask somebody which kind of medicine can I have? You are super in pain. Imagine the person is in bad mood, doesn't want mm -hmm. to assist you, suddenly you get out of the wrong medicine. I just got a misdiagnosis for five months in the leg pain because the doctor did not bother to have me in the office, did on, on the phone yeah. after COVID. So if we are 100%, everybody knowing that everybody like should take the time <laughs> to do things properly, We transform the world by that. And I think instead of trying to force people to change, I think that's the example. That's, I, I think, you know, then uh, focusing on others and put, putting the fingers on others. I, I, that's my conclusion I've been having in my little insignificant uh, life. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really difficult to change ourselves already. So... I don't know if we have any power of changing anybody, to be honest. The the necessary um, personal responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Rejani, you're a Brazilian, as you, as you said before, and you studied in New York and Holland, and um, you've worked worldwide on many, many, many projects. But how did it all start? Like, when did you feel, yeah, design's my thing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Actually, when you know that spark. Wow, it's a lovely story. I, I don't want to bother with long, long story. But when I was 15, I went to my parents are uh, doctors, and mm -hmm. I talk a little bit about that on the book. And I was supposed to be a dentist, like my family was already pushing me because my brother became a doctor. Ah. My other brother became a dentist, and my father's a doctor, my mother's a dentist. So I was set to oh, be. Yeah, everything was set for you. Yeah, my present was, anyway, <laughs> it was my first design book ever I saw. It was an anatomy book, and I would just design, illustrate everything from an anatomy book. <laughs> so that was my world, then talking about sickness and death and everything. So, um, which is fine. But, and then when I went, I went to exchange program when I was 15 to United States in an American family and stayed there for a year. Lovely people, which is still I consider them my family to today. I visit them still, wow. etc. 
And uh, yeah, it's lovely. And um, they they play piano. They were close to the arts. And I chose to do arts uh, in the school there in high school. And there's a massive difference between design uh, schools in Brazil. They have the same class every day. Oh. And I had to do arts art lesson every day for a whole year. And I was completely embedded by it. Oh. And it was the first time. And in the end of the year, there was a show. And I won the best of the show. And then Amazing. it was like, and they, they announced on the, on the microphone. And I could not believe the whole school was like, <laughs> you are the best of the show of the art school and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? I never thought I was good in anything like in, in this. And that was the moment that, okay, completely shift for me that I found the, something that I loved and I could spend so much time yeah. illustrating design. And when I came back home uh, that year was when I switched to say that I was going to be doing art school, but I did not know graphic design yet. That mm. came another person, another angel in my life was a friend that I used to do jazz yeah. dancing. Mm-hmm. And she was a graphic designer I did not know anything about the graphic design. And she came, can I see your, the, the arts and the stuff you've done in the United States? Because uh, she knew about it a little bit. And she came to my house and she saw all my things. And she's like, why don't you do graphic design? This is so graphic. Wow. So what is this? What is this? And then she actually the one that introduced me to graphic design. And from that on, yeah, that's it. That's history. That's destiny. <laughs> so, like imagine you would have been a dentist by now and we've, we've lost all you've done all this time. No, I would have so much lawsuits. Good teeth, though. I would be the worst. <laughs> I do, yeah. That thanks to my mom for sure. <laughs> and um, up to this point, how would you describe your career? Like, what kind of adjectives would you put to it? The first word that came to my mind was challenging, because mm. the science is really wonderful because you're doing what you love. Mm-hmm. I think that's a rare thing. I think few people in the world that actually can do that. And I feel I'm privileged for it. It's, it's, it's been a challenge. It's, it's, I think is a challenge to, to, yeah, to fight within your creative, creative self, because it is quite emotional and, Mm. you know, it's a language that normally people take for granted and think it's easy and uh, the ones who practice know how difficult it is and how hard it is to get ideas and do yeah. crafts and keep learning the programs and keeping into your toes and knowing that time is so difficult to, for you to have that space to create. So it's a challenge. And it's, I, I don't think that's necessarily something that has gone by after all this year. But the important is that I love. I love mm-hmm. what I do. That's what keeps me going, for sure. And how has the world of design treated you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wow, that so- sounds like a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, honestly. No double question in here. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, well, great, I guess. Yeah, great. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure I'm absolutely believing that but okay <laughs> no yeah there is the word world that is tricky because that comes with a lot of things <laughs> yeah it's not only design ah uh, exactly 
Exactly. Um, you know that here in Women at Work, we focus on female feminism, creativity yeah. and leadership. And um, I would like to open that question I've just met you and think how does design, how do you think design from your perspective and experience, of course, how do you think design treats women in general, has treated and um, if there has been a change or not, how, how has it been for women to be in the design world? I can I can happily say that has changed massively. First of all, we are talking here, and uh, and I think I'm talking here because I've been giving lectures since I'm 27. I'm 43 now, and I've been doing that completely anonymous, going to schools, workshops, and the background. And when the Me Too movement came, suddenly I was somebody that needed women to talk. And I think that's how it came around. Oh, this girl has been doing this for a long time. She yeah. at least had some experience. And so I think that's uh, for sure, like has changed a lot. I've never been to a lecture series now anymore that there's a balance between men and women. And I've been asked for jobs and just because they need teachers that needs to be women. And I think there's a massive change and I'm really mm -hmm. glad for the generation now that comes in that don't have that feeling. But I come um, that, you know, that there is a, priv a privilege, let's say, or it always will be a little bit still because the transition changes. But I think, um, what can I say more about that? Um, I I grew up with boys, so with men, two older mm -hmm. brothers. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I think I learned how to fight quite young. <laughs> um, I can imagine. I've been, always, I've been always known to be uh, strong in the sense of I I have to fight for myself. I had to fight for my ideas. I had to really strongly, and I've been known to be hard and push over, not the nice necessarily. Not that I'm, I'm, I've never been necessarily uh, an asshole in that way, but I'm, I'm strong about what I believe in, and I, I voice over things I always did, and that in a woman's world sometimes cannot be acceptable, right? So I felt that thing. I felt that feeling that, oh, I need to be more like a girl in, this, in that sense and more... So I, yeah. that struggles, uh, which nowadays I feel that I can have more space to still be who I am, and but not to necessarily have to be so so strong and already come with a fight, you know, yeah. feeling that I'm going to have to fight. Uh, now I can feel, okay, that, that there's some people listening uh, without despite uh, being not only a woman, but being a foreigner, being from mm -hmm. Latin America, which is... Yeah, a poverty a country with poor and poverty, which there's a stigma and so many other stigmas. And yeah, I do think it's a it's a privilege to be here in that way for many other uh, levels, not only just because of a woman, for sure. So I'm really grateful for every invitation and to yeah talk about what I do. And a true inspiration, I think. Like people can look up to your career and say, okay, it could be, it can be done, actually, right? With a lot of sacrifices, sacrifices, yeah, yeah, lots of sacrifices with them for sure. I mean, not yeah, but because I wanted and yeah, mm -hmm. because I yeah, for sure. Um, if design has become a bit more equal in terms of um, 
men and women being a bit more leveled in in spaces and voices and um what do you think is the next big challenge for design like what what's the next big step that it needs to take that's a big question um i think this needs to be uh needs to pass through the trend needs to first be not talked as me too or talk as we need to put woman or mm-hmm. it needs to be thought as natural you know the yeah and i think this came about with instagram and social media as well because now we can find people much easier as well and yeah you know and different levels of of everything and everybody which is wonderful and uh inequality in that sense is much less now because you know somebody instagram page you don't know if they're man or woman i always say when i get a pdf of somebody who wants to work with me which i yeah i work i yeah the, my studio is just me and the project manager so there's no space but i always look at the work and i don't know if the person's uh whatever color or background yeah, yeah. is is really down to work first you know so strong work and mentality and and i think that's what we see in social media so i think there's the the woman talk and also the social media area really helped everything to to bring everybody all the voices that yeah. need to be heard not only the woman scenario let's say uh to the forefront and i think that's an amazing time to live and yeah that's wonderful what you see the, the diversity of things yeah. that it should be so and that's why yeah so many different perspectives to see things is overwhelming sometimes to see in instagram you feel like who am i like nothing shall i give up designing right now it's like it's so incredible to see what's out there and like uh well i still need to live 40 years and before i die so i better keep designing because the only thing i can do a little bit so, so yeah it's it's crazy isn't it it, it puts a open the perspective but then you have to situate yourself in it again so yeah you're always rebalancing calibrating where you are within yourself and in, in life that changes all the time so i would say yeah it's cannot be a, a trend uh we need to to be as natural as possible for everybody, not only for one minority group, for all the groups. And, exactly. and that's always the challenge of humanity, not only design. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, this podcast is powered by Shifta by Elisaba, which is actually an online school for, for digital creators. And because um, we focus a lot on creating references and inspiring female voices for those young women that are right now studying that um like in our generation, it was much more difficult to find people to look up to, women to look up to. So um, as you've given lectures for a long time and, and from your experience, what would you say to those young women and um, teenage pe- girls that are going now into design or are just coming out of their degree and they have to face their professional world? The, the opportunities right now is so vast. It's just enjoy it. You know, there's everything is online. Every, you can learn anything, everything, but you cannot be anything. So everything, right? So it's really making the choice and going for it and not being pulled into millions of directions necessarily and uh, focusing and loving what you do. I think that's 
you can say because mm -hmm. the rest shifts, the rest change, the professional yeah, trends change, but yourself and what, yeah, the, the renewing the passion that you have for design is going to keep have to be done over and over again throughout the career. But yeah, just produce a lot, work a lot. You know, don't think about time. Oh, I need to sleep at 11 every day. You know, enjoy when it comes. And, you know, it's like produce, makes a lot of portfolio, have experience, you know, take the shitty projects sometimes just to have experience, do it, you know, do everything, make fake projects just to practice. You know, in the beginning of my 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 portfolio in, in school, I I would do a doodle and I thought, oh, this is cool. I would create a logo for around that just to put in a portfolio and i was like so make illustration find something put apply it nowadays is endless uh things that you can do and uh, so make your own yeah own your own work to be able to actually find later in a bigger office or a bigger studio create your own for sure which is possible much easier nowadays indeed And for you, uh, Regina, what, what was your most gratifying project? Like the one that you said, yeah, I love this project. And the result was great for what I think. I think I have already my, um, my let's say, my lifetime project uh, done. It's a shame that was I done when I was in my 30s. Uh, it was for Alzheimer Foundation when I was in... Ah, uh, yes, that was amazing. There was a challenge that I don't think it comes along and also the outcome that it came out, out of it and, and a time that came out. And so, yeah, for me, it was really took me when I went to a rabbit hole to find that solution, went, worked really hard and was really satisfying. And I still to today, I think that's my best work because of the challenge of the project which was about death alzheimer is a disease that there's no cure was also by hope because it was a foundation and it's a foundation that needs money so they need to attract people so it needs to have good design so it's like it's the starting point that i doubt i would find another project so soon so yeah it's really challenging i think the citizen in that way and the designer the second w was really the most challenging one that I had to deal with it because, yeah, yeah it's dealing with human life and sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. And when you design, do you, do you think you design more from your instinct or does it come from a rational way of thinking? What would you Both. say? Where would you say is the balance? Both. I have a saying in my book, rational tells emotion guides. Mm -hmm. You have to have a reason to do everything, but you have to let your emotion guides you for the right course and for the right way ways there's two we we are five sense people we have to listen to all of them to to guide us and only rationale only going to take you as far yeah so far and you have to yeah only by the sensitivity and the feeling you want to achieve is different than the rationale you can achieve like the alzheimer for example foundation sketch i had the same concept but with millions of uh, yeah. sketches and to find a sensitivity or the feeling that I wanted mm -hmm. to achieve, it took me a long time. So yeah, you chase a feeling sometimes as well, together with the rationale. And um, a last question, how is the future looking for you? Are you um, 
What's your next big challenge? What's your next plan? Um, does it look exciting, hopeful? It, I'm always hopeful. <laughs> uh, again, challenge. Uh, I think it's been almost 80 years now that I have my studio. And I since I started a lot of changes and iteration, especially after COVID. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be my first year that I have a different structure again. And the challenge now is how to survive with that, like financially and keep, um, yeah, having projects and stuff like that and be able to do it is still design. Mm -hmm. I, 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 yeah, I have a studio for so I can design because uh, in structure, I was already senior enough and I needed to be more the creative director, which I actually yeah. prefer being the senior designer forever in my life. So, yeah, the, the, the challenge is always that. How can I be small but still earn money and still have nice projects, but I'm small? So it's always different balance to, to keep at it. So, uh, And the biggest challenge for me is design until I'm old as a woman and, and a Brazilian. So that's, exactly. that's my main goal. Die as a I have yeah. no doubt it will be like that at all. Um, thank you so much, Rejane. That was amazing and um, very, very, very inspiring. Honestly, thank you for being here at Women at Work. No, thank you so much. Really lovely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And to our listeners, uh, thanks again for being there. This podcast wouldn't make sense without you listening. Until the next episode in two weeks, take care. Thank you. Thank you.